This is the Ultimate Attorney Podcast, the podcast for small law firms who want to create a thriving legal practice. Each week, we'll uncover the ways that you can improve your referrals, your marketing, and your business operations, helping you to generate more revenue and elevating your life and your law practice. In each episode, we'll tap into some of the closest guarded secrets from industry titans, thought leaders, and legal specialists. We're glad that you've tuned in. And once again, it's time to help you become an ultimate attorney. Hey everyone, Dre Redfern here. And this is Alexis Neely. And welcome back to the Ultimate Attorney Podcast, where this week we are going to talk about your avatar. And an avatar is not that fuzzy blue alien from the James Cameron movie. This is another way, a marketing way of actually describing your perfect client, your ideal client, the type of client who is who knows you, likes you, trusts you, that allows you to build that rapport much, much faster and who's much more willing to register, sign up, engage with you in your legal services, uh, and really be inclined to give you more referrals, which all of that sounds like a giant sort of grandiose framework of something that many attorneys may not necessarily experience, but I promise you, it's a reality. And when you really get to the crux of who your avatar is, understand how to communicate with them and understand the way in which they like to interact with you and other law firms, then it really opens up a whole new world of possibilities inside of your firm and the way in which you market. Absolutely. Yeah. Ultimately, this is about how to choose the clients that you want to serve. Now, I know that many lawyers will hear that and say, what do you mean choose the clients I want to serve? I want to serve whatever clients will pay me. And if that's how you're thinking about it, it is time for a huge shift because if you're just looking for clients based on who will pay you, then you could be what we call a door lawyer. That means that you take whatever walks in the door. And that can range from taking whoever and whatever walks in the door in any practice area, or even taking whoever and whatever walks in the door in a specialized practice area, in a single practice area. Either way, you want to stop doing that as soon as possible. Because when you've shifted your thinking about this entirely, and instead you come at your law practice from the perspective not of, I want to serve anybody who wants to pay me, but getting very intentional and specific about exactly the kinds of clients that you want to serve. And you make a commitment to yourself to only work with the clients that you want to serve. Your life and your law practice get exponentially better, way better. Today, we have lawyers who are you know, throughout the U.S., only working with clients they love to serve. And I know it might sound too good to be true, but it is true. And if they can do it, you can do it too. You do not have to take on the clients that you can't stand working with, the ones that you know are going to be total pains in the butt, the ones that you know are going to take up a lot more of your energy than it is worth. Instead, you can get very intentional and very clear, describe your avatar, as Dre mentioned, and you get to choose the clients that you want to serve. And so, Dre, do you have a process that you take people through for choosing their avatar? I do, and I'd love to, to hear what you do. Yeah, so we actually do. So any initial client that we start working with as an ultimate attorney client, as a Redfern Media client, we take them through this exercise, even if they think that they already know who their avatar is. Because a lot of times, just by going through the exercise, you may realize, well, 
I didn't even think of this other example or this other you know, way to include this person into my avatar. And so what we basically do is we sit down with them and get very clear using a little one page exercise that we could probably link to in the show notes that really just says like, let's outline your ideal client, male and female. If you're only working with, you know, there's some attorneys who like, for example, there's a, a a family law firm here in Texas, they only work with men going through family law stuff. So if in this instance, or in that particular instance, your avatar would only be a man. But for most law practices, you're probably going to have an ideal male client and an ideal female client. And it helps to sort of go through each of these facets on like a two column sort of setup, answering each of these questions. And so the first one is, is what is this, this person's name? And the reason why you do this and the the reason why it's good to use an actual ideal client that you've already had in the past, if you can, is because it helps to humanize that person. So it's not a a mythical made up, you know, hybrid person. Uh, It's someone you could actually see someone you've had an experience with already that had paid you what you were worth and you liked dealing with them. And it sort of humanizes that setup. And then basically taking them through the framework of what was their primary need? What was their primary concern? What was their primary objection? And then where do they live? What kind of car do they drive? What, uh, how many kids do they have? Uh, are they in a gated community, a wealthy neighborhood? What's the zip code? And literally going through step by step by step to really get incredibly clear on who this person is and how they like to be communicated with and the objections are the way in which they like to interact with your firm. And it sounds dumb at first. Believe me, because I've been through it so many times. It sounds dumb at first and people are like, there's no way that this is going to help me. But at the end of it, every single time we go through it, we've never had an experience where individuals are like, this is, uh, this is not, you know, this is, I was like, I, I'm blown away. I never even realized that we had been communicating one way, but the way that our avatar perfect client likes to actually be engaged with is not something we were actually doing. So every, every time it's sort of, we get some amazing reactions just by going through that really entire process and being really clear on, uh, on who that person is, both male and female. And one of the ways, one of the reasons why you want to include some of their objections or what their pain points were or how they like to be communicated to is because you can use that obviously in your marketing. So if their primary objection is, uh, let's just say cost, their primary objection of hiring you is cost and it comes up all the time, then that's clearly an objection that you need to handle early on in your marketing to address that and put it by the wayside. If their primary objection is credibility, then that's an objection that you've got to address early on in your marketing, which really just allows you to get to the crux of their issues and help them much, much faster. And by sitting down and just taking the time to to literally just fill in these male and female columns with all of the questions and answering them, it gives a lot of clarity on how to market to them, what those objections are. And the reason why you put their neighborhood or their zip code or whatever else that is, is because if there's a lot of overlap, in your clients or the way or the the areas in which they live. So for example, I live in an area in north of downtown Dallas called University Park. And in University Park, it's a relatively, you know, pretty affluent area. Well, in this area, most individuals are probably going to be of a higher income 
And so if you're an attorney who specializes in a particular area of practice, family law or something else, this would be a great area to then target because you know with your Google ads or your Facebook ads or your direct mail campaigns, whatever else that it is, that this particular area may very well be the wealthier individuals who could actually afford your services as long as they meet other avatar criteria. And just simply by having that one little piece of clarity allows you to refine your marketing, allows you to really get much more clear of who you're targeting, how you're marketing, and the way in which they like to be communicated to. And that goes a long, long, long way to really making you stand out in your market and, and creating one of those differentiations because when that person first calls you or they first pick up the phone and they've gotten a piece of your marketing or direct mail or seen an ad or something like that, one of the best things that they could ever say is, you know, if they haven't met you is, I feel like I already know you or mm. your ad or your letter or whatever it is spoke directly to me. And if that's the case, you've won. Like that is a straight up win because using your avatar, you're able to cut through all of the noise for that person and get really clear and concise on your messaging, where they are, who they are, where they live, all of those facets to help them much, much faster and, and avoid a lot of that other fluff that you may otherwise be sort of incurring in your, mar or in your law practice right now. Absolutely. And, you know, you heard Dre mention your practice area. We're going to be doing a future episode on how to choose the right practice area for you because that's absolutely the starting place. Before you can identify your avatar, you need to identify the practice area that you are focusing on so that you can get really clear on the outcome that you are providing to your avatar. And that is going to be the foundation of really having a law practice that you love, that is a law business, instead of you being a door lawyer taking whatever comes in the door and you being able to focus your marketing very strategically. Now, what Dre was talking about, about really speaking to your avatar, every time that I sit down to write copy, which is like if I'm writing emails or I'm writing website copy, so copy for my website, anything that I'm going to be writing that a potential client is going to see, I bring into focus the one person that I'm writing to. And you can do the exact same thing anytime you're creating any marketing materials. If you've got your avatar clear in your mind, both the male and the female, exactly as Dre suggested, then when you sit down to write your copy, you're writing directly to one person. And it's a funny thing that when you're writing to one person with that person very clearly in your mind, as opposed to writing to a whole audience of people, you're writing to one single person, the people who read your marketing copy, again, website or an ad, or even hear a presentation that you're giving, feel as if you're talking to them directly when it is the ideal person that you want to be working with. And if you have any fear whatsoever that if you get really specific, there won't be enough of those clients, then you've got to use that actually as an opportunity to look at where you are running your law practice from a perspective of scarcity rather than from a perspective of abundance and plenty. The truth is, especially if you're a solo practice lawyer or you have just a small team working with you, you actually can't serve that many clients. I think that this is one of the places that lawyers sometimes make poor decisions when they're building their businesses. It's somewhere where you might be making a poor decision when you're building your business 
or your law practice into a business, which is not having the clarity of knowing exactly how few clients you really need to serve. And I want you to know that number very clearly because it's going to be the foundation for really everything that you do and for having a life that's actually worth living. And that's what we're about here at Ultimate Attorney with this podcast is to really get you in a place where you don't just have a great law practice, but you're working all the time, but instead you also have a great life and your law degree is your most valuable asset contributing to you having a great life. And in order for you to have a great life as a lawyer, you've got to put real boundaries around your practice in a way where you're able to create your own schedule and really stick to that schedule. And that means that in order to do that, you need to know exactly how few clients you are able to serve each month and meet your personal financial and time goals. We have a program that helps you do that. It's free. You can get it at moneymapforlawyers.com. You've heard me mention it here many times before. And when you go through that, what you're going to see is that actually you don't want an unlimited number of clients. You don't want to have too many clients. You want to have exactly the right number of clients for you. And so what is that right number of clients? Well, what we find in our programs at New Law Business Model is that depending on which practice model you choose, you might be seeing as few as four new clients a month. If you're in a solo practice, work from home pro type model, four to six new clients is really all that you can handle. If you are in a staffed practice with systems and technology, working part-time, but you've got a great team in place that you've trained really well, you can be seeing about 12 to 15 new clients a month. If you're building a million-dollar-a-year law practice, then we're looking at maybe 20 to 25 new clients a month. That, that assumes as well, by the way, that you've got other lawyers working in your office. If you're trying to do that on your own without other lawyers, you are going to get burned out really quickly. So at the highest, right? Let's say that you're, you're at the highest and you've got a whole office, you've got a team, you've got other attorneys in your office, and you're looking at 25 new clients a month. Well, let's, you know, look at that. We're, we're really only looking at maximum, if I'm doing the math right here, maximum of 300 new clients per year. And at the minimum, you're looking at something like, if you're talking for about 50. So between 50 and 300 new clients per year is really all you can handle. So if you're thinking about who are those 50 people I'm going to serve this year, who are those 100 people I'm going to serve this year, you begin to recognize you actually don't want just anybody because if you are in a practice area that you know a lot of people need your services, well, you can only serve 50 to 100, 200, 300 of them. So get really specific on what is true about them. And you know, you mentioned something here as well, Dre. You mentioned that you want to make sure that the people that you're focusing on serving can pay your fees and are happy to pay your fees for the outcome that you provide. I see so many lawyers who are just not thinking about it that way. And if you want to be serving people who can't afford to pay your fees, there's better ways to do it. For example, you can say, okay, I'm going to serve 
150 clients every year who can pay my fees. And I'm going to make sure that those fees are substantial enough for me to be able to provide a phenomenal service to those people who value the outcome that I provide, who can pay my fees, and it's only going to be 150 people, which means that really I can only take on at max 15 new clients a month, 12 new clients a month on the paid side. And I also really do want to be able to provide my service to people who can't pay my fees, who wouldn't be able to pay, you know, these, what we call affordable premium fees or premium fees. Great. Well, then you could, you could do something like a a Tom's shoes model where for every, you know, three or five clients, or maybe you decide even every one client, if you have the time and the space and the team to, to support it, you do a pro bono representation. And that way you can have the best of all worlds where you are serving your community and the people who can't afford you, providing access to legal services and great legal services, your legal services, while at the same time truly valuing the outcome that you provide and making it available only to those people who will really appreciate it, who will be thrilled to pay you. And so it does begin with you being really clear on your practice area. We're going to talk about that in a future episode, and then getting really clear within that practice area, who are the people that will really value you providing a high level of service to them and be happy to pay for it. Use Dre's one sheet avatar creation methodology, and you can get that in the show notes, to really get clear about who that person is, what's true in their life, what keeps them up at night, why wouldn't they hire you? In fact, there's a a book that I went through that I thought added another component. I think it's called Perfect Customers. It's kind of a law of attraction style book that uh, helps you hone in on, on how to attract only the clients that you love to work with. And one of the pieces that they gave that I thought was really great is don't just list out what makes a perfect client for you but also list out why they would be thrilled, why that person would be thrilled to hire you. Why are you the perfect lawyer for them? That's really important for you to understand. And then anytime that you are sitting down to write your website, to create an initial intake process, to create an ad, to do anything, you know, any decision that you're going to make about where to invest in your law practice can always be made with, by asking the question, will this help me to serve this client, this avatar, this person in a way that is going to create a better experience for them, that's going to make them happier that they engaged me as their lawyer, that's going to make it more likely that they're going to refer me business. And so the takeaway, and I think the homework assignment from this episode is first of all, get clear on your practice area. If you're not yet, join us on our next episode, which we will do on that topic specifically. And then sit down with Dre's worksheet and list it out. Who is the person that you would absolutely love to serve? And what has you be the very best lawyer for them? What are the, the outcomes that you deliver to them that makes them so happy to hire you? And really describe them out in detail. In fact, Ray, I don't know if you have your clients do this, but I've, I've seen people do it before where they actually go out and give this person a name. Their avatar gets a name. Their avatar yep. gets a photo. So that anytime that you are 
creating anything in your practice, you're doing it with that person in mind. That's exactly it. And, yeah, and I think that this is all so great to attract clients, to bring them in, to have more effective marketing, to have your messaging be much more on point, to relate to those individuals better. But here's sort of the flip side of it that we haven't really talked about. And we can just talk about it, touch on it really quickly. And that is that as an attorney, and even more so as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you need to protect your energy. And what I mean by that is we all have had those clients who are the pain in our rear ends, who complain about everything, who keep you up at night, who you're thinking about when you're supposed to be doing other things. I know you can think of an example in your, in your mind's eye right now of like who that person is. Well, here's the thing. When you have that avatar dialed in, you don't have to waste time with these individuals. You also don't have that energy drain. You don't have that, them complaining about paying that you know, fee or retainer or whatever it is, and you don't have them keeping you up at night. So if you're not necessarily like super sold on the idea of like running towards this avatar, making your marketing and messaging better, well, run away from those like late mm-hmm. nights or the wasted time or the energy drain because your time, your energy needs to be focused and directed in a way that actually serves you in your practice in the best way possible. And the avatar exercise can really help you get there. Yeah, I will say one thing for the lawyers who are scared to narrow down. I was also scared to narrow down, by the way. Uh, in the first two years of my practice, I served estate planning clients. I served you know, any clients that needed estate planning. And then I, I read a book that said, actually, no, I needed to get even more specific than that. And they were right, because the truth of the matter is that Every single adult needs estate planning. As soon as you turn 18, if you become incapacitated or you die, you need to have estate planning in place if you care about your family and you don't want them to be stuck with a mess and you really want to have things be smooth for them. So it took me a long time though to be really willing to narrow it down. And the reason is, is that I was scared. I was scared that if I got really specific, then I would be alienating the people who weren't in my avatar. And fortunately, I got over that fear. It took, it took quite a bit, actually. It took maybe me hearing it from enough people to realize, nope, actually, you need to choose. And I ended up choosing working with families with young children. And when I chose this avatar, you know, Susie, who is a mom of two kids and lives in our wealthy community of the South Bay of Los Angeles and really, really, really cares what happens to her kids if something happens to her. And she's a stay-at-home mom and her husband is, you know, working and making probably one hundred and twenty to, you know, $300,000 a year and they own a house and the house is probably worth $250,000. And I really drilled down and got clear. First of all, when I talked to other lawyers about this, Trey, they told me I was crazy. They said, Alexis, you're going to starve. If you focus on serving families with young children for estate planning, they don't want to pay for estate planning. They don't want to think about death. They're too far away from it. You're crazy. You need to focus on serving the elderly. You need to focus on serving the ultra high net worth. Do not focus on serving families with young children. Well, you know what happened is I ended up creating a completely new 
practice area for estate planning lawyers. Before I was serving families with young children, nobody was focusing on serving families with young children. I went on to write the best-selling book on legal planning for families. It's called Wear Clean Underwear. You can get that, by the way, and check that out at momsfreebook.com if you haven't yet. I ended up becoming the category of one, obviously now training other attorneys on that practice model. And what I found is that actually all these other lawyers were wrong. My clients were thrilled to have somebody who was focused on their needs specifically. They were thrilled to pay $3,000, $3,500, $4,500 and more for an estate plan. And I was booked six to eight weeks out into the future on my calendar. People were willing to wait for me to work with me. And here was the part that I didn't expect. I didn't end up just serving families with young children. In fact, because my marketing was so specific, all of the other demographics ended up wanting to work with me too. That was a shocker to me. I did not expect that one. Kind of came out of left field to me. But first of all, my family was with young children clients. They brought in their parents. Many of their parents were ultra high net worth families and business owners. Many of my clients ended up having their own businesses. So here I thought that by focusing, I was going to be ruling out everyone else. And yet by focusing and having a clear avatar and speaking to that clear avatar through my marketing, I got everything else. And then I could pick and choose who did I want to work with? Who did I not want to work with? And I didn't have to be scrounging for the scraps of whoever would come to me and have to take whatever walked in the door because I needed it. Instead, I got to choose the clients that I was working with. So if there's any part of you that is afraid of narrowing down, of choosing your avatar, use my experience to give you some encouragement, some support that you can do it. And don't make this mistake of thinking that just because you choose an avatar, it means that you can't work with the other people who are not your avatar. They will come to you and then you get to choose if you work with them or not. And I think that's the best seat for a lawyer to be in is when you get to choose the clients you work with and only work with clients you love. 100% agree. And I think that uh, the, the exercise to, to walk through this will be in the show notes. We'll link to it there so you can download. It may be a great exercise for you. If you're having some of these troubles, you're not protecting your energy, you don't know who that avatar is. And uh, this is always a good thing to do, whether you're just starting out in your practice or you've been in it for a while, because as businesses grow and change, their avatar tends to change a little bit also. So highly recommend that you go through the exercise. I think that's a lot of value, uh, a lot of value there for each law firm. Other than that, we look forward to seeing you in another awesome episode of the Ultimate Attorney Podcast next week. See you then. Hey there, Dre Redfern here, and we appreciate you listening to this week's episode of the Ultimate Attorney Podcast. Now, before you go, I have three quick things for you. Number one, if you're not already receiving our free premium content, then go to ultimateattorneypodcast.com and register on the right-hand column to receive all of our best free resources. Now, when you do, we'll send you access to our next level law firm bootcamp, which is a seven-day video series to help you reduce the stress of running your law firm, create more revenue predictability, and sell your services with greater ease, and it's all completely free. All you have to do is visit ultimateattorneypodcast.com and register on the right-hand side. The second thing that I have for you is that Ultimate Attorney is going to be hosting a live two-day event 
in Dallas, Texas on May 2nd and 3rd, and I would love to see you there. During these two days, we're gonna walk you through our six-part process to help you level up to create a seven-figure law firm and show you how you can radically scale your law firm to meet your goals. We're also giving away more than $2,000 worth of free templates, resources, and implementation plans to help you level up your law firm from the moment you leave the event. You're gonna love it, and I would love to see you there. So for more information and to register, simply visit ultimateattorneylive.com. Number three, and finally, we don't monetize this podcast with ads or sponsors. So the best compliment that you could give us would be to rate us five stars on iTunes. And when you do, you'll be entered into our monthly drawing to receive one of our three courses that Allie and I offer that are valued between $1,000 and $3,000. So don't miss out on that opportunity and we would greatly appreciate your share and your five-star review. So that's all for now. Thank you again for listening to the Ultimate Attorney Podcast, and we'll see you on next week's episode.